morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today. Thank you for starting your day with me. Thank you for tuning in. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with, for, with faith and encouragement. So if you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm so glad that you're tuned in this morning. You know, this week we've been talking about hustle like Jesus, learning how to work hard like Jesus and experience the rest he has for us so we can have work-life balance, so we can enjoy our life, so we can have great mental health, and most importantly, accomplish everything God has for us. And this week I was referencing a series that I taught a couple years ago called Beach Life, Life on Vacation. A lot of people are, you know, heading back into the school year right now. The kids are starting school and, you know, it seems like summer may be over for some of them. Some of them have a couple weeks left of summer. And it's like, oh man, summer's over. The work is starting again. We have to end this year strong and that's all good and well, but you can still experience the rest that people dream of on vacation. So I want to share this message with you enjoys a clip of the message if you want to watch the whole message you can go to our faith plus app and look for it's called beach life life on vacation enjoy the clip of the message we can't just take time to be with jesus in the morning or in our prayer closets we have to learn how to step away throughout the day because whenever and wherever we draw near to him he draws near to us if you draw close to him he will draw close to you with his goodness with his rest and with whatever you need. See, Psalm 73, 28 says, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all thy works. See, it is good for you. It is for your benefit to get close to God. And if it's for your benefit to do it, that means you need to make time to do it. It's for your good. Not just for your family's good, it's their good too. Because you look, you act more like Jesus, they will enjoy that. It is for the community's good, it's for your church family's good. But it's for your good to draw near to God, for him to draw near to you. So Proverbs 3, verse 6, I'm going to read it from Amplified Classic Edition. It says, in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. And he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. I'm going to give you four things today as I open up this series. Number one, you need to recognize him. Number one, you need to recognize Jesus. You need to recognize him. How do you need to recognize him? Recognize that he's with you and not far away. Sometimes people recognize Jesus. Yes, he's on the throne way up in heaven. Well, he is, but he's also with you. See, drawing near to God is not about distance, but relationship and friendship. Just like the apostles, we are called to be with him in relationship and friendship. So recognize that he's with you and not far away. Recognize who he is to you. He is Savior. He's healer. He's redeemer. He's preserver. He's friend. He's the one who prospers you. He's the one who baptized you in the Holy Ghost. He is your strengthener. He is your covering. He is your shield. He is whoever you need him to be. He is the Almighty God. He is the one who is, who was, who is to come. He is coming back to you. You got to remember who he is. Recognize who he is. Whatever situation, and recognize that he is your answer to that situation, and he's never your problem. Recognize who he is to you. Recognize that he is with you. Recognize that he has rest and refreshing for you and wants to minister it to you. As your high priest, he wants to minister rest to you. As your high priest who has been through what you've been through, who's walked on the earth in a human body, knows what it gets to be tired and deal with tiring people. 
He is your high priest, Hebrews says, who knows what you've been through, knows how you feel. He wants to minister rest to you. He's a good high priest. He wants to minister refreshing to you. So recognize that. Also recognize him by saying, thank you for being with me. And say throughout the day, I know that you're always with me. We have to have the same confidence Jesus did. He said, the Father always hears me. The Father always hears me. He was confident in that. We have to be same confident. You know, Jesus, you're always with me. Thank you for being with me. I don't have to pray, oh, Lord, be with me today. I don't have to pray that. He's already here. That's a prayer that doesn't need to be prayed. Lord, be with me. I, I prayed that when I got saved. You know, I asked him into my heart. He came, and now he's with me. You don't need to pray, Lord, be with me. He's here. So just say, thank you for being with me. Say that throughout the day. It'll develop your faith and your confidence that he's with you. And also, if you know he's with you, that means wherever you are, you can receive rest and refreshing for your soul. Go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 with me. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. He's with you. Showing you how to live life on vacation. Because you know when you go on vacation, you have a different mentality. You rest. You chill. See, we went on vacation. We wanted to get back to good habits. So, you know, we ate a little bit healthier than normal. So that when we get back, we'll be in a healthier state of mind. But some people go on vacation and like, you know what? I'll take this. And I'll take that. And I'll take this and that. You know what? Double up on that. You know, I worked out for months to anticipate I want three of that. So people go on vacation, get this, with abundance in mind. They actually may not be able to afford that abundance. But they go with abundance in mind. So if you're going to live life on vacation, you can keep abundance on your mind because you know where your abundance comes from. See, living life on vacation is a different mentality. It's a different understanding. And so that's where we get you in this series because you're not called to be stressed out. You're not called to be worried about everything. You don't see too many stressful people at the beach. You don't see people who are always worried at the beach. They're, you know, you go to the beaches or the islands, tropical places, they're just real chill. Bruh, what's wrong with you? Don't you feel the breeze? Come on, you need to surf. What's, what's wrong with you? It's a different mentality. That should be our mentality. Christians, stop being stressed out about everything. Stop worrying about everything. Stop being nervous about everything. Recognize who your Jesus is to you. See, the thing is, some of us have so much stress and worry, we're literally killing ourselves. Because your body was never meant to carry that worry and that stress. You're meant to live in the rest that comes from Jesus. So Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 28. Has thou not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not? He doesn't get tired? There's no searching of his understanding? He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth, even young people shall faint and get tired, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Amplified Classic Edition says, verse 31, this way. For those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. 
that they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Number two, number one, we said recognize them. Number two, expect him. Expect him. See, after you recognize him, expect him. Look for what he may be leading you to do. As you take that time to step away, you've recognized him, expect that he's there. Don't do things out of religion. Say, okay, pastor said I had to pray, I had to recognize him. Cool, I did that. No, expect him. When you're expecting him, you're looking for him. You're looking for what he may be leading you to do. Expect him as you read his word. Don't just read the word going, okay, I read my Bible for the day. Woo, spiritual check mark. <laughs> the word is him. Let him read the word to you. Expect him as you read the word. The word is Jesus talking to you. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Recognize him. Expect him. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, as we are in the Word, we're looking at Him. And as we look at Him, we begin to look more like Him. Whatever you focus on is what you're going to start looking like and acting like. See, at least my daughter says amen. As we're in the Word, we're looking at Him. Isaiah 28, verse 11 and 12. I'll read it to you for sake of time. The prophet says, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. What is this rest? In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul connected this passage to praying in the Spirit or speaking in other tongues. Praying in the Spirit will bring you refreshing and rest. Praying in the Spirit will bring you refreshing and rest. So number three, spend time praying in the Spirit. As you take time to pray in the Spirit, stay in a place of expectation. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Rest comes as you take time to pray in the Spirit. Notice that take time to pray in the Spirit, not take five seconds to pray in the Spirit. Someone's like, well, I prayed in the Spirit for 30 seconds. Nothing happened. You need a little bit more time than that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. Notice what the apostle says here about the Holy Ghost. It says, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. That word mystery means divine secret plan or purpose. Even the hidden wisdom, that's in the mystery, which God ordained before the world into our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. That word prepare is very interesting to me. It means to make necessary pre preparations, and to get everything ready. But metaphorically, it is drawn from the oriental custom of sending crews ahead of kings to level the world to make them passable before the king arrives. 
what he's prepared for those that love him. So what eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, it has entered the heart of man what God has prepared. That sounds like a mystery. Sounds like a divine secret, a divine plan, a divine purpose. But it says, but God has revealed those things to us. How? By his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, say the spirit of the man which is in him, even so the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us, which things also we speak, not in the words that man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Holy Ghost words. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual when you pray in the Holy Ghost, 1 Corinthians 14 says you're praying on mysteries, divine secrets, plans, and purposes. When you take time in praying in tongues, you're praying out things that eyes haven't seen, that ears haven't heard, that haven't entered in the heart of man yet. You're praying those things out. And what happens as you pray those things out, God reveals things to you he's already prepared for you. Things you don't even have to prepare for yourself. God has already prepared for you. You just got to walk in it. But also as you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are moving things out of the way in your future. You're making things ready. You're lifting up the low places, tearing down the high places as you actually take time to pray in the Spirit. It's good to pray in the Spirit for 30 seconds. That's great, but you're not going to get much work done in 30 seconds. But when you give your time self praying in the Spirit, you'll receive refreshing and rest, but you're also preparing yourself for your future. I remember a friend of mine that I worked with in another state, and she came to the office and says, you know what? I just had this interesting time in prayer this morning. I spent two to three hours just praying in the Spirit. And I really sensed I prayed out the next step of what I was called to do. I said, okay, well, let's see what happens. A couple months later, she was walking into what she prayed out. And she is a person who just loved living life by the beach. Her next assignment was in Hawaii. I think she prayed something out. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe a lot of us got to pray in the Spirit more. right? Or the beach is a lot more. But what happens as you pray in the Spirit, you pray out the plan of God. And you receive rest and refreshing as you do it. Because Isaiah 64 verse 4, what Paul was quoting for us is from, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither have I seen, O God, beside thee, what you have prepared for him that waits for you. And my classic edition says this way, For from of old no one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor that I have seen a God besides you who works and shows himself active, on behalf of those who earnestly wait for you. When you're praying in the Spirit, you're waiting on God, but you're also talking to God. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, when you pray in the Spirit, you edify or you build yourself up. As you build yourself up, God can give you rest. As you rest in Him, God will reveal things to you. When you enter into rest, God can work. But when you're stressed out doing it by yourself, God can't do much. Some of you, God can do more while you sleep because you can't get in his way. <laughs> you know, you want to go to sleep, and God wants you to go to sleep. Will you just go to bed now? Just go to sleep. No, you don't need any more caffeine. You need to sleep so I can get something done in your life. When you're at rest, God can work. See, some of you need to try that out before you go to bed tonight or before you take your after church nap. It's like, God, I'm going to rest. I can't get in your way. I'm looking forward to testimonies after I wake up from my nap. You say, oh, that sounds silly, but you know what? You kept yourself in a place of expectation. And one of the days, you might wake up to a text message of a breakthrough that has happened that you've been praying for for 30 years. You have to enter into rest. We'll talk more about that in this series. When you rest in him, God can show you what is already prepared for you. When you rest in him, 
God can show you what he's already done for you. Praying in the Spirit brings revelation to your rest. I'm going to stop that right there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to watch the whole message right now, go to our Faith Plus app. It's called Beach Life, Life on Vacation. That's played for you some of it. And you can listen to the full message. It's actually a series and you can hear more about it. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love you so much. Have a great day.